You are a song. According to science, that is more truth than anything else that your brain can tell you. You are a vibration. You are an energy frequency. And yet, why do we live our lives based upon what a series of thoughts tell us we are? The ego, other people, things that have come up in our lifetime. Let's explore the song that has always wanted to be sung through you, by you, the authentic you. My friend, let's begin singing your song of aliveness. Hey, 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 y'all. How's it going? Welcome. The song of aliveness is this week uh, (laughs) inspired by watching a lot of Lion King. Over the weekend, I went to my son's uh, middle school. They did a production, some elementary school kids in there, of The Lion King. And so I've noticed that music has been in my head all weekend long. And then I actually went and saw a another production at a high school um, this weekend. They did amazing, these high schoolers. I was blown away of a show called Xanadu, which I had totally forgotten about being a child of the 80s. And um, this was music. It was a something that was on Broadway that was inspired by music of Olivia Newton-John. And of course, there's roller skates and talking about roller disco. But, um, you know, just sitting in that space of theater, sitting in the space of music and, um, you know, in that space of creativity, And this is totally relevant to what I want to talk about today on this podcast of the Song of Aliveness, and that is noticing when you are living it versus knowing it. And my example of, you know, living it is, you know, maybe knowing that you uh, get filled up when you go to a concert, right? And what about living it? All right. Now, the brain is always going to feed you the reasons why not. That's what it is so good at. And anyone who works with me or has listened to me in the past knows that when I talk about how our brain has evolved to do one thing, which is find the evidence to keep us alive. So it is an incredible evidence finder. And until we are really intentional with it, until we take the practices that I teach in my um, coaching container, my one-on-one coaching with people, is until we do that, there is this kind of unconscious uh, way that the brain goes about doing what it does. It kind of selectively forgets those things that we say like that we want that are kind of more about the thriving and the joy and the mystery and the wonder and it it selectively forgets those and what it does is it pulls up oh yeah remember that time when it didn't work remember that time it went south remember that time that it felt like a failure remember what discomfort feels like Ugh, we don't want to go there we want to stay Um, you know, in this place, which even if it kind of feels uncomfortable, it's more kind of blah. Like we, our brain is so much happier doing that 
than doing the thing that seems like the scary you know step or it seems like it t- might take a little bit of effort so you might know about you that you love to go to concerts and your brain might tell you well you know we were kind of spending we're, we're saving that extra spending money for for this so you know let's 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 watch a good netflix instead or maybe it says like well you don't want to be tired on monday morning so uh you know maybe you shouldn't and sometimes that's true. Sometimes there are those reasons. But, you know, more often than not, a lot of those <laughs> little things that come up, and this is a small example, right? They come up, they aren't totally true. I know for me that I definitely have evolved into somebody who likes to be in quiet spaces, who likes to not have a lot of small talk, who would rather be the one that stays home sitting on the couch watching Netflix. And yet, I always know, well, I know after the fact, that when I do step into going to those shows and being out with other people and being inspired, um, you know, even like I was watching these different productions over the weekend, that for me, that is living it versus just knowing it. Now, this living it versus knowing it comes in really strongly when we're talking about things like our life purpose, our potential, the way that we're serving other people in the world right now, And what I want to do is talk a little bit about how the frame and the context of what we are telling ourselves is how we end up staying in the spot of, well, I know it, versus, well, I'm living this. So another personal example, this weekend I was vacuuming, something that I... um, you know, I find, I think I posted about this. I find this strangely satisfying, like vacuuming, especially in our house. There's a, a bunch of tile and with a dog, dog hair ends up in all these spots, no matter how much we're brushing him and no matter how much we're sweeping up, there's these little like mounds of hair that end up collecting and then they start rolling around. And so for me, it's very satisfying to go around and, you know, whoop, vacuum all these little dog hair clumps up but this weekend I noticed that I was doing the vacuuming and suddenly had this thought tell me if you've ever had this thought that there are too many things that I wanted to get done and there's not enough time you know I could say sometimes I say this and if I'm you know teaching in a group setting Uh, This came from Byron Katie, the author. Um, But I say this, um, you know, raise your hand if you have never had the thought. (laughs) Which is, you know, gets you to kind of think about a little bit. But raise your hand if you've never had the thought, there's not enough time. Right? We all have had that thought. There's not enough time. There's too many things and not enough time. This is a thought that causes the feeling overwhelm. 
right? You feel overwhelmed. Now this can happen on a day, like a weekend day, when it feels like the stakes are, you know, relatively low, like maybe some kids' activities, maybe some cleaning you want to do around the house, and then you have the thought, oh, there's too much to do, there's not enough time. And so there's a little bit of like an overwhelmed, anxious kind of feeling. And you can usually move through that. But what about when it's like a feeling that's related to, um, you know, there's too many bills and there's not enough time. There's not enough time to make the money for the bills. Now notice that feeling of anxiousness and overwhelm. A little bit more challenging, right? Because we are tying in something that's a little bit maybe high, higher stakes feeling for us, if you will. Or what about if it's with your life? Maybe suddenly you have one of those big birthdays and you start thinking, you know, wait, I, I wanted to do this in my lifetime and there's too much going on and not enough time. Or you're at work and you have a deadline and you're feeling like there's too many things and not enough time. Overwhelm. Anxious. So the way that we can look at this using uh, an approach of self-compassion, self-care, self-awareness, self-love, self-kindness, self-trust, all of those inner reflections that uh, I coach my clients on, the way that we can take a look at this is by beginning to unpack the thoughts, those feelings, and then what are we making all of that mean, right? We take a look at looking into all of those. Now, for me, this is the center of living it versus knowing it. You know, that idea of going to the concert, like you love music, and then you do it or you don't do it, that's, that's kind of almost like an outer shell to this, which is the core of living it versus knowing it. We know that getting still and getting to this present moment, well, you may or may not know, but it's been said, and if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you have read some of these personal growth books, maybe some of these books by people like Eckhart Tolle or Byron Katie or, you know, John Kabat-Zinn, any of these people who talk about being present, that that is where we connect with and we are available to witness our mind, witness our body. And really, if there are two things that I do again and again with my clients because it was a huge part of my self-acceptance journey, and that is, number one, how to understand exactly how your mind works how it responds and reacts to every situation and how it creates using those perspectives that ultimately you control. That's why getting still and present is so powerful because it brings you back to that spot where you can take a look at how you are reacting and responding to a situation. So that's the first thing, knowing exactly how your mind works. And being aware of it. 
And the second thing is how to listen to the wisdom in your body. Now, we mistakenly think that wisdom like has a feeling of like goodness or completeness or peace or relaxation. And sometimes wisdom is coming to us through something that feels uncomfortable. Hmm. Well, how about that? So listening to the wisdom of the body through emotions and intuition becomes available to us in that stillness practice, in that presence practice. Now, this is the second thing of what I advocate and teach for teach to people is then understanding how to make empowered decisions that are informed by both the body and by the mind. Now, you may have heard in previous podcasts, I talk about balance as being a vertical experience that's up and down, head, heart, and body, and then above the head, whatever that is for you, that the universe, God, the intelligence of energy, and then grounding down into the ground and the solidness of earth beneath your feet. So that balance occurs by learning these two very basic things that we really all intuitively know, that we already know. The only hindrance is you have been made to believe and you have taken on yourself this belief that knowing it is like a higher, better version than actually living it. What I am advocating for is that knowing and living need to go hand in hand. You need to know it and you need to live it. This is why when parents used to say, you know, do as I say, not as I do, like that never worked because they were living one way and saying another thing. So we do this. How do we do this in our lives? How do we move from knowing something into living it? Well, this is how. Have a practice that brings you present into this moment. Whether that's journaling, whether that's meditating, whether that's working with a coach that will keep you in this conversation again and again and again. Whatever it is for you, you actually doing the thing you actually doing the thing that is the most important. It's you doing the thing. It's you being aware of the energy that you're putting into the feelings, all of that in the moment. That's it. That's all there ever is, <laughs> right? Again, we know this intellectually. We know that time is a concept. We can really get understand that like, you know, it's a mind bender is what we say, but like that there's only ever this moment right now, even though we say, well, what about tomorrow? It's like, well, just keep watching. It's now, it's now, it's now, it's now. And then we look at the clock and now it's, it's like a minute later. 
but it was always now. Just one of the paradoxes, we can know that. But how do we take advantage of living that way? Well, we always get present, and we begin with accepting what's here, what's now, right here, right now. So, I invite you, as always, to test this out in your life. Feeling discomfort? Lean into that. Experience it in the body. Find out where it is. Become like a scientist and journal on it. Write it down. Feel what it feels like. Like it could sound like anything. Like, oh, it, felt, it feels kind of prickly on the outside. It seems like it's has like this red energy and it's kind of sitting in my chest. Perfect. You did it. That's living it. So, again, being in this moment, being present with it, and that is the beginning of your self-acceptance practice in earnest. That is how you begin accepting you, is just by being witness and present to what is already here right now. All right. Love you. Try it out. See how it goes. And anything that you're doing, invite yourself to that inquiry. Am I living this right now or am I acting as if I know this? And see what comes up in your life. All right, my friend. Have a great week. Hey, 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 my friend. Ready to take this from knowing it to actually living it? Two ways you can do that. Head on down to inquire about my one-on-one life coaching where you and I would work together for a period of time to put these practices into place. Sign up and schedule your free consultation today. Or go down and you can sign up for my newsletter where you'll get plenty of information of how to do this. And, you know, you can also schedule that call. All right. Love you, friend.